Presenting this week's story, "You Do Not Own Me," Part Five. A monotonous rhythm beat in President Polk's brain. Ripped flags blew from flagpoles only he saw. His eyes seemed to see the colors of the Mexican and United States flags smeared with blood. His cabinet members stared at him as he announced, "Gentlemen, we are at war with Mexico." Two days later, May eleventh, eighteen forty-six, the House and the Senate of the United States approved the president's war message. In Mexico, newspapers were confident. La Voz del Pueblo declared, "We have more than enough strength to make war. Let us make it then, and victory will perch upon our banners." General Zachary Taylor, already with bloodied troops in Texas. Sent an urgent call for five thousand three-month volunteers from Texas and Louisiana. The first volunteer troops to answer the general's call were seventy-seven Texas Rangers. Now General Taylor had his regular corps soldiers and a group of young gentlemen officers from West Point Military Academy. None of the West Pointers had seen combat. They were schooled but inexperienced. And sure of their ability to evaluate combat readiness, they were dumbfounded when they saw the Texas Rangers come. The Rangers were dressed unlike any soldier seen by the West Pointers. They wore linen dusters, like lightweight coats. Their hats were broad-brimmed to provide a little shade in brutal desert heat. Led by Captain Sam Walker, they rode slowly on horses that seemed to be slouching. Apparently, they knew nothing about military bearing. Each ranger had two revolvers with peculiar curving handles and ramrods under the barrels. They had been designed by Captain Walker and made by gunmaker Samuel Colt for the rough frontier. The revolver had a butt curved to fit the hand. It had a cylinder longer than usual for holding bigger charges. Its trigger had a guard to stop a mistaken discharge. It could be reloaded when a ranger was galloping. The Walker Colt was a legend. The Texas Rangers had precise accuracy with them and wasted little ammunition. With guns, the Rangers were highly disciplined. The Rangers applied great care in how much water and how quickly each of their horses drank. Their horses were in excellent shape. The shocking area of Texas Ranger behavior was their lack of respect for superiors, except their own captains. Before the official shooting war began, General Taylor sent out Ranger volunteers to determine the state of the enemy forces at Matamoros, and the condition of the American forces across from them and the Rio Grande. Their base was now called Fort Texas. The Rangers. Led by Captain Walker, reported that despite the firing occurring, the Americans were doing well. Enemy forces were blocking the road to Matamoros at Palo Alto. General Taylor was not alarmed. We leave today at three p.m. Infantry, your main dependence will be your bayonets. The American forces moved out with two thousand men, cavalry, 
infantry, artillery, and supplies. The enemy gathered with 5,000 men and artillery pieces. We need one more chapter to pursue the Palo Alto battle. Scott Thomas and Nathan Thomas join you today. Investigate more stories at thisweekstory.com. Thank you.